don't worry. I'm about to go hard on maybe 30% of the people who listen to this podcast. Because, ladies and gentlemen, Sydney fucking sucks so hard. Sydney's probably the worst place in Australia. That is right. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to chapter 152. I've pressed the wrong button again. God damn, what's happening? Ah. Welcome to chapter 152 of Perspectives of a Pale Male. That one was sent in by listener Matthew. Great stuff, mate. A little bit of alliteration at the start, then a rhyme at the end. What a perfect intro. Good stuff, Matthew. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen, I, I never say, I never say the T in gentlemen. Don't know why. See, you don't even say the T in don't know why. I just think I hate T's. Gentlemen, dunno, gonna instead of going to. I think Australians, lazy Australians like myself who don't speak correctly, just hate saying words properly. You know what was weird? I got a message from a Canadian the other day on Instagram, and I assume it was a Canadian because they told me, hey, can you say, they were like, can you make a video where you just say words? I'm fascinated with your accent. Just say things. That'll be great. So they wanted me to make a YouTube video where like, just say words like Vancouver and juice. I was like, what the, why? I don't understand the world's fascination with Australian accents. We don't even speak correctly. I would actually say it's one of the least interesting language, like, or not languages, sorry, it's English, obviously, but accents. It's one of the least interesting accents. The worst accent by far is South African. And you know that if you're a South African, it sounds dirty. Russian, Russian speaking English isn't great. Russian speaking Russians sounds like an English pl- person clearing their throat. Um, see, Russian's not great. German's very like, oh, you know, but uh, there's not many like sexy languages like Spanish. There is some that we consider like sexier, more appealing languages. Like, well, you know, the ones where they use their hands like this. This is not Spanish, but it is something, isn't it? <laughs> you know, there's ones where they talk like this and it's very sexy. And there's always like a guy with a ponytail is like, hang on. And then he unclips like the hair, like he gets rid of the hair tie and his hair flows. And he says something like, bonjour, monsieur, or something like that. You know, I don't really know. I'm not bilingual. Actually failed English, uh, not English. Actually, I <laughs> I fail English every day, but I actually um, did very well at English in high school, which is quite, might be quite surprising to some people who listen to this show. But uh, I did really bad in Italian, horribly. Uh, I got an E once in year seven. I think I've talked about this on the podcast, maybe. I, so I don't want to re-go over old ground. But yeah, just quickly, I, I did get an E in Italian, uh, which was the language. And some people were like, oh, and the teacher was like, oh, that's fine. Uh, you've only been doing Italian for a week. So that's okay. She assumed that I had learned another language in primary school, like Indonesian. Some primary schools did other languages. I'm like, oh, no, I've been doing Italian since prep. She's like, right, and you can't count to 10. I'm like, no. But uh, to be fair, I also can't count to 10 in, in, in English. So, um, yeah, cut me a bit of slack. 
But yeah, I'm terrible at other languages. Which, but I just, anyway, I find it, that's, I've already got off on a tangent. I find it so weird how fascinated other countries are. But not only Australian culture, that one I understand actually. Because, you know, Milo, Vegemite, Lamingtons, kangaroos, pretty fucking weird looking into our country as an outsider, definitely. But I don't understand the fascination with the language. It's like, really, we're just bogan South Africans. And New Zealanders speak a little bit funnier than us. But I would say we speak... Yeah, I don't know. I just I just don't see it. I'm not fascinated with other languages. I never hear someone speaking and go, I'm sorry, can you repeat that in your language? And they just say it a bit differently. I'm never like, wow. <laughs> so fascinating. Um, anyway, so that person who messaged me on Instagram, no, I'm not going to do that video, but there you've heard me say Vancouver and juice, which I don't know why that would be interesting. Those two words, surely you'd want to get me to say something like Nalanbimbi or, you know, Wollongong, Australian places saying, just listing Australian places is great. People thought when we went on our regional tour that it was a joke. People from overseas were like, is this a parody? Like, because we had places on our tour list like Bundaberg, you know, and uh, what's another place with a shit name that we went to? Uh, there was heaps. Why am I going blank? Uh, Rockhampton, no, not really. Dude, there was a ridiculous place. Oh, Wagga. Wagga Wagga was on the poster and it, it reads Wagga Wagga as well because it's W-A-G. Um, so if you're from overseas, you're like, is this a parody of themselves? Yes, regional Australia is a parody of our own culture, right? It's, they've all got funny names. Everyone's, it's just filled with meth and Milo. And that's every regional town, man. Just, uh, people, I reckon that would be a culture shock for a lot of Americans. That's actually what, um, uh, the, the comedian Andrew Schultz, when I opened for him, when he came to Australia, he's an American comedian, he's from New York. And uh, we will chatting together backstage and he just had so many questions like every American does. But his questions were not a, like, so do you guys ride kangaroos to schools? Because he's not a fucking idiot, right? His questions were like, so like, is your regional towns just like fucked? And we were like, yeah, most of them like pretty, yeah, not ideal places to live. But obviously a lot of people live there and that's cool. They're used to it. It's just, it's just not, you go to, you know, like, unless you like, putting a needle in you, there's not a lot else to do. Now, I don't want to, I'm not having a go at people who live in regional towns, okay? Good on you, right? That's what everyone has different hobbies. You know, some people like going for walks, other people like heroin. And it's, I'm not judging either one. I'm judging you a little bit more, to be honest, but whatever. And uh, yeah, it's just fascinating. And he was like, man, I would love to come back and do a proper regional tour. He's like, I want to go to places where there's like 10 people. Um, which brings me to my, to my first question of the podcast. I guess it's a nice segue. I wasn't actually going to talk about this first, but you know what? We're in it now. Someone asked me, what's the worst place in Australia you've been? And uh, by the way, people have been shooting me a lot of questions and topics and stuff to talk about on the podcast because I don't do anything with my life. I edit videos and I hang out with Meg. Um, we watch stuff on Netflix and... We don't leave the house because we can't. Cool. Um, so yeah, the, one of the questions was, what's the worst place in Australia I've been to? Now, this is a question that I get asked a lot because I go to a lot of places and 
I don't have an answer for you. Like a definitive, this place sucks nuts and here's why. There's your classics, because every place sucks for a different reason. I personally enjoy the places that suck. So like a place that probably pretty known that sucks, a place called Cooper Pedy. It's in the middle of Australia, uh, or is it Cooper Pedy? I don't know. I've been there like once or twice, I think. Once? I don't know, maybe twice. Uh, it's a town that's under underground. I was about to say underwater. <laughs> it's not Atlantis. Uh, it's an, it's, we don't have Atlantis in the middle of our fucking desert. It's just like an underwater town. No, there's not even a puddle. So it's like, it's, it's so hot there that people actually live underneath the ground, like kind of in caves. Think like Tatooine from Star Wars or Jakku um, or the Sahara, if you're not a nerd. Full on like red desert, very hot, like 40 degree heat. And um, yeah, that's probably the worst place I've been to, I guess on paper, because there's quite literally nothing to do there. But at the same time, the novelty of sleeping underground, we went there for a school trip once on the Central Australia trip in year 11. And we just, we're sleeping in a cave on like a school trip. That is a next level good. Like, Fuck hotels, man. Put me in a cave any day of the week for the novelty aspect alone. Not for more than one night, but one night in a cave, great fun. So I would say I love a shithole. Kind of why I liked a lot of the places on the regional town. There were some places that just didn't do it for me, and I don't want to offend anyone because the shows were all great and all the people that came to the shows were very nice, but Bundaberg, a, a real fucking hole, like a dump of a place. I don't know why you'd live there. A lot of young people move, and I know why. Uh, pretty much, if you have, if you see more than three cars in a one-block radius that have neon on the back of their car, and then kangaroo bowls hanging from the tow bar, leave that place. That place is not a good area. It's full of bad people with terrible taste in rear parts of their car. And also life. Because if you think that teabagging, speed humps and roadkill is a funny thing to do while you're driving along in your Hilux, think again. The meth has got to your head and you should cease. So yeah, Bundaberg, definite hole. Too much people doing up shittiness and pulsars for my liking. Um, and I don't want this to come across as regional town bashing, okay? And if you're from a regional town and getting a little bit cut up right now, I don't do heroin. I don't have balls in the back of my car. Firstly, are you really from that town? Maybe you should leave. Sounds like you have standards. Secondly, don't worry. I'm about to go hard on maybe 30% of the people who listen to this podcast. Because ladies and gentlemen, Sydney fucking sucks so hard. Sydney is probably the worst place in Australia to answer that question. Now, hear me out. It's an okay place for entertainment. Getting around there, terrible Food, stuff, fine, whatever. It's a city. It's Australia's biggest city. The harbour, don't get me wrong. If you're a tourist, come visit. Bridge, Opera House, woohoo! It's like Stacey's mum, dude. Sydney's got it going on. But <sighs> living there, I've never, li I've never spent a lot of time there. I've maybe spent probably two whole months of my life there, if you add up every time I've ever been to Sydney. I mainly just go to do my shows, do gigs there occasionally and 
Look, I've, I've know, I know it well enough, okay? Like I have an Opal card in my wallet, which is like their public transport card, okay? I know it well enough to know why I hate it and that I'll probably never change my mind on that. And a lot of people from Sydney know it sucks as well. They come to Melbourne and they go like, oh, this is better. And I'm not like that pro-Melbourne either. I think Melbourne's great, but, you know, it's still a city. But yeah, Sydney, Sydney sucks ass. I cannot explain why. If you're not from Australia... You won't understand why. You'll be like, what do you mean? This is what I see on the postcard. It's like, yeah. And then go into the city. It sucks nuts. But that's just my opinion. Some people probably love it. It's very expensive. It's, uh, yeah, full of douchebags, a lot of crime. Um, but that's like every place, I guess. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so that to answer your question, my, my least favorite place, like, probably might, might be Sydney. I fucking hate it, um... Oh, I mean, I don't want to bash Adelaide. Like, Adelaide sucks, I guess. But Adelaide's cute. There's nothing, not a lot to do there. Uh, I love Perth. I love Newcastle. That's the thing. I don't want to be too negative. There's also so many places in Australia I love. I, knew, I love Newcastle. I love Perth. I love most beach places. I thought Mackay was really good, like the beach and stuff. I don't know. Anyway, that's my answer for those that person who asks. I think every place sucks for a different reason. Some people will be like, no way. A regional town in the middle of nowhere sucks way harder than Sydney, but I think, to me, there's something appealing about that regional town in the middle of nowhere because you're like, oh my god, like let's check out their post office, like because there's not a lot else to do. I think that stuff's funny when you go to a town and you're like, well, fuck, there's one thing to do here, so let's just play mini golf, you know? I think there's a, I, maybe I'm weird. I, I, maybe I don't, I don't think I articulate myself very well sometimes on this podcast either, <laughs> which is a problem because it's just me talking. But uh, yeah, my point is, I think I like places that have a bit of character to them as opposed to big cities that are just hustle, bustle. And that's, I'm not about that life, you know? I'm a boy from Diamond City. So I I'm, I'm just want to get away from the big city sometimes. I'm already in the big smoke. Uh, I saw another question. Uh, oh no, I did have a story for you guys. Uh, have you seen this week, or it's been happening for ages actually, People are just pretending like there's invisible force fields around. Have you noticed that one? Like you're in the supermarket and because of social distancing, say if you're like two meters apart with someone else, people will, it's like in some people's mind, they're like, there is no way I could possibly get through here. Otherwise I will get infected. You know, like there's two zombies either side. And if you just go within the vicinity of them, they'll fucking bite your dick off. It's insane, man. I was like at the shops and I was, I was standing over one side of the aisle. There was some at the others, uh, some guy shopping at the other side. And I turned around cause I was like, why is this lady waiting? I was like, she's just staring. I was like, you know, we can, you can feel someone looking at you. And like, I, t I turned around and I was like, sorry, Am I in your way? I thought she was waiting to get the thing on the shelf that I was going to get. And she's like, no, I'm just waiting to go through. And I was like, well, how are you going to get through any aisle then if you're not willing to walk between two people that are like two meters apart? You can't shop then. Why would you leave the house? You're not even wearing a mask. Don't pretend like you give a fuck about this, Karen, when you probably don't. Okay? You're going to get on Facebook after this and be like, mm, there was a boy not social distancing. Just walk through, all right? I'm not going to fucking spit on you as you go through. Or your dumb baby that was also staring at me. Man, I hate it when kids stare at you. Like, there's n there'd be nothing more satisfying in life. You know when a kid... You know why do kids just stare? I get why. 
they're fascinated with the world. They don't know that Sydney exists yet. <laughs> they don't know all these horrible things that, that are around that you can visit, you know, like, you know, public transport and fucking Sydney. It's the word. Anyway, sorry. I'm Sydney bashing today. Uh, what was I going to say? Yeah. Why do when kids stare at you, man, like they're just like, like their mum will be like, come on, come on. And their kid will just be like walking along, but just completely looking at you. And you're not even doing anything interesting. You're just walking along and you like make eye contact with it and you look away. You're like, what the fuck is that kid? What is that kid looking at? And you look back and you're like, fuck, it's still looking at me. How good would it be? And I know it's a bad thing to do. You don't, you don't have to tell me that I'm a bad person. I know this, okay? But how satisfying would it be to just in that moment, like you've already double looked the kid, still looking at you. Just turn around and be like, what the fuck is your problem? (laughs) There's no reason to ask that though, because the kid doesn't even probably know English. It's like, it's like one or two. So it's like, and the parents going to, you know, everyone's going to be like, you just swore at a baby. What's wrong with you? Right. But just admit that initial bit as you're saying, you're saying it like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Do you have a problem? The repercussions will be horrible. Get judged at. The mum will be like, are you serious? You know, you, you might lose a friend if you're with a friend. They'll be like, what the fuck, man? That was fucked up. If one of my friends that, I'd be like, dude, that was fucked up. And then afterwards, I'd be like, dude, how was it though? Was it awesome? Did you feel power? I want to feel that, you know? I imagine that's how Anakin felt when Emperor Palpatine promised him the world, you know? Just like, fuck, I'm going to kill five-year-old. That's how I felt, man. Like, that's... <laughs> There's nothing else in life makes me want to execute Order 66 harder than a kid just staring at me in a shopping center. I'm just like, get out of my fucking brain. What are you looking at? I'm not interesting. I have a boring head. Maybe that's what they're looking at. They're like, wow, he looks like every other guy here. And I just cannot stop. Man, maybe I'm the opposite of a pedophile. Maybe kids love me. Fuck, man, call me Pell George, because I'm bloody, I'm the opposite, <laughs> allegedly. <clears throat> um, Yeah, what was I talking about? I don't know, fuck it, I'll answer another question. Oh yeah, people, social distancing, yeah, can we stop, that's, that's my point, is stop pretending like there's an invisible force field between people and public. I'm all for keeping your distance, that's great, let's flatten the curve, but come on people, you just walk through quickly if we're two meters apart. You know, you can still, you can, I love it when people do these ones as well, like it's helping. They they put their shoulders in. If you're an audio listener, right, just pretend like you're walking between two people, but you're trying to make yourself as thin as possible. People do this when they're walking between you, like their shoulders are going to get fucking coronavirus. It's like, no, if you're that worried about it, cover your fucking mouth and your nose so you don't breathe it in, you moron. People like, I had a guy the other day go sideways. Like, but he was still facing me, like, to, to avoid being near the two people between the invisible force field, right? I'll, dude, the way people are navigating this is so great to watch. I'm really observant when I leave the house now because there's nothing else to do. And I'm like, oh, a human. And I'm like a baby and I just fucking stare at him for no reason. And uh, they turn around like, what's your fucking problem? No, but like people, this guy slid, slid between me, just like sideways. Like he was walking normally and then he went, oh. 
and went sideways. I'm like, oh, that'll help. The jam will be like, oh, well, he's gone sideways, so we won't infect him. Man, it's so good. I, I've been absolutely loving uh, people's attempts to social distance. And good on them, you know. They're taking it seriously. And mo- really, the majority of people don't give a fuck anymore, man. Walk around. Go to any shopping center. Apparently, it's packed. I haven't been, but I've seen people online. Like, I've seen these photos of just people just shopping. And this is what's getting me is my mum, right, works in a bookstore and it's been open the whole time. And she's like, yeah, I don't know why it's still open. Like, she's been going into work because it's a job, right? And they're still open. So she's like, all right, I'll go in. But I was like, have you been busy? She's like, no, like we're a bookstore and, you know, in the middle of like, yes, some people have been buying books to read while they're bored at home, but you just buy that shit online. They're not an essential service, you know? Zara is open, dude. Like, oh, fuck, like, I need food, water, and women's fashion. It's not an essential item. I get those stores running their warehouses still shipping stuff online because the economy, you got to keep that shit going. But why are stores opened yet when I'm recording this today, they've just lifted uh, restrictions in Victoria tomorrow where you're allowed gatherings of five to ten people. But currently right now, you're only still supposed to leave the house by law uh, to care for someone, uh, essential things, blah, blah, blah. Yet people are just going clothes shopping. But And then the government's been like, stop going clothes shopping. It's like, well, close the fucking stores then. I, this, for some reason, I feel like, am I an idiot? I feel like that's, this has been the one thing that's confusing me since the start. I'm like, why is Catman do open, you know? It's not like you need to go hiking right now. I don't understand. Like, oh no, I need to spend $1,000 on a sleeping bag. Quick. <laughs> hurry, hurry, hurry. It's essential. <laughs> I need to buy an overpriced water bottle. Start. I don't understand why all these stores are open right now when it's technically illegal to shop at them. It's very confusing to be a citizen right now, particularly in Australia. I don't know what other countries are like, but Australia, they have federal laws about it. And then the state laws, it's like, are all different. So it's like, our prime minister goes like, oh, you can do this. And then your Victorian, like, our premier's like, we can't yet, but Perth is. Anyway, whatever. I'm going to answer a question because I'm sick of talking about it. <laughs> um, so I've got a few people to send me some questions on the social medias. If you want to follow the podcast and Instagram, it's just at Memoirs of a White Guy. Um, page, the first one, I just went on it now. New purchases from Cotton On. No new purchases page. Uh, I just realized now after reading that question, probably should have vetted the questions a little better or even at all before the podcast. But I guess that's kind of the raw appeal of this show. You know, like I'm, I will never prepare. I make no apologies. This is me. I'm unprepared. <laughs> uh, update on Love and ISO. Will there be an episode two? Mate, um, there will be. And episode two, I think. Yeah, I, I. if you didn't see on my YouTube channel during the week, uh, go check it out if you haven't seen it. It's uh, Me- Meg and I, uh, I wrote like a fake reality show uh, for, for Meg and I. It's called Love and ISO. And um, yeah, it's full of drama. And I, I kind of just wrote it as a one-off because I, I thought isolation was going to be ending soon, which I think it might be. We'll see. So I just thought, oh, it's a one-off thing. And then people are like, we want episode two. I was like, I don't even know if we'll be in isolation soon. It was never supposed to be a series. Um, but 
yeah, I, I might do an episode two. I guess the drama may continue. Who knows what's going to happen in this crazy house? But uh, yeah, I'll, I've already started writing episode two. So when I get around to it, I've got a few other videos in the queue that I want to do though. I'm still going to review that too hot to handle bullshit. Um, I've, uh, this one comes from, uh, a female called, uh, I don't know if she'd want me to read her name, but, uh, let's call her Nico. Uh, I'm not going to read her full name. Uh, why are guys wanking more in isolation? Um, because they're not getting laid. Although let's be honest, most guys who are wanking more in isolation probably weren't getting laid anyway. I think it's because they don't have jobs. I look, Paige. Oh, not Paige. That was the first one. Nico. Um, some of these questions are pretty self-explanatory. Personally, um, I've talked about this on the Luke and Meg podcast. This is very personal. I don't like getting this personal on the podcast. It's weird when thousands of strangers know things about you that they probably shouldn't. Um, this is going to also sound like a lie, like I'm building up to this thing, but it's 100% the truth. <sighs> It's weird. I don't want to say this actually, but I've already said it on a Patreon podcast. Fuck. It was fine when it was behind a paywall. I do not wank anymore. <laughs> I know it sounds like a fucking lie. Every guy's going to go, I call bullshit, bro. I call bullshit. It's like, nah, man. I live with, again, it's very personal. And it's my relationship is my, not your problem, but I, I live with my girlfriend and, um, I don't have the need to do that. And that's it. That's the best way to put it. Okay. I actually don't, haven't probably like, for, it might be coming up to a year. Maybe. How weird is that? That's weird for even me to admit. It sounds like a lie. I promise I'm not lying. I might have. I don't remember though. It would be like almost a year though. I wouldn't have done it this year maybe. How, that's fucking strange to even say out loud. I've never thought about that. That's really weird. Um, that's weirder than not watching an episodes of the Simpsons, just like not tugging your own dick for like a year, you know, but I got a great, I got a great helper. Um, <laughs> this is why I didn't want to go into that. Cause I knew I'd say something fucked like that. Poor Meg. She's a great girl. Um, <laughs> uh, let's do something that I haven't ever talked about. Oh, this one, this is pressing. We need to get to this ASAP. This is an essential service of questions. Declan said, is a spoon just a webbed fork? No, Declan, and I'll tell you why. A spoon is not a webbed fork because it doesn't prong stuff still. If it was a web, I would say a spork is a webbed fork for sure. But a spoon is a completely different device, different type of cutlery, has a different purpose. You can't stab with a spoon. Case closed. Spoon is not a webbed fork. Hope that helps out, Dylan. You're welcome. Um, but a spork is Reese said, uh, hope you found the plot for the, for this episode last week was hella loose Reese, man. I don't know if I found the plot this week. So last week, if you didn't listen, I fucking lost the plot for sure. Um, I needed a map to help me find it. Uh, I'm my, a uh, guy who makes stuff for me, Reese, actually made a map during the week, which we post on Instagram to help me find it, which I really appreciate, Reese. But I actually did not find the plot. I've still lost it. I would say now I haven't lost the plot. It feels like I've misplaced it. Like I know where it is. I'm like, it should be around here somewhere. Um, but I still started singing 
uh, random things to myself. I've been hula dancing a lot, like Shakira dancing uh, in, you know, just to pass the time. I'll just be like, oh, no, when you talk like that, you make a woman go, man. So be wise and keep on. And I've been doing that around the house a little bit. So I don't know if that's the definition of losing the plot, but it's definitely not finding it. I feel like I've misplaced the plot this week, unfortunately. But, uh, yeah, Reese, that's the update on that. I'm still uh, maybe 60% going insane. But last week I was at a full 85 um, which is the, the maximum amount of insane you can be before actually being having to put in some kind of ward to, to help you do that. Um, this one uh, came in from Emma. Uh, funny clubbing stories. Now, I think I've been... I don't want to repeat stories that I've told in this podcast. This is the danger of, of the questions because people often ask similar questions and I know I've answered the question about the time where I was most drunk, but I'm not sure if it was the same story. I will tell this one, but forgive me if I've already touched on it in the past, okay? Sorry, I just had to stop, start the camera. Uh, it stops every 30 minutes. So, uh, yeah, the story that comes to mind when I think funny clubbing stories. By the way, there is never such thing as a really funny clubbing story because it's always just like, oh my God, man, my friends were wasted. And by the way, if, if you go to nightclubs, now there's two types of nightclubs, by the way. If, this is what I think anyway. There's two types of nightclubs. There's children's nightclubs, right? Like the ones like student nights, you know, uh, $2.50 pots, $3 pots, oh, $5 fucking basics, you know, get in. It's 90s night. You know, like those kind of clubs, right? Those bars are good, you know, when they've got karaoke and stuff. But those clubs, we get to pay entry to fucking listen to Weezer. You know what I mean? And like, oh, you know, fucking, or Hinder, you know. You just like go in, you've paid $20 entry and you walk into, coming from the lips of an angel, hearing my voice, it makes me weird. You're just like, fuck, that's $20 I'll never get back. So I don't go to those clubs anymore. I stopped proper clubbing like on a Thursday night. There used to be one called Lucky Thursdays in Melbourne. I think it's still around, which is so, so grim to think about. And uh, we used to go there a lot when I was like 18, 19. And as soon as I turned 20, I'll give you to your 21. I probably stopped a little early. I'll give you to your 21 to, to stop going to those nightclubs where it's just like, there's a lot of, you know, there's underage people there and it's, you know the clubs I'm talking about, like, yeah, the Rats and I, I don't only know the Melbourne ones. I don't know the Sydney ones or whatever, but you know the clubs. And then there's like adult nightclubs, which are just boring. And that's a decision you need to make in your life where if you either keep being 18 forever, which a lot of people do, and then, and then they end up on drugs and becoming a waste of space. Not everyone, but a lot of those people. And then you got to make it, most people come to a point in, when they hit about 21, 22 and they go, all right, am I going to be a bar person and just chill at the pub? Or am I going to go like the elegant nightclub, like like the the higher, the more expensive nightclub route? There's nightclubs that are like definitely for adults. If you're paying like $13, $14 for a drink, that you're at an adult nightclub, right? Um, the best stories obviously happen at the children's ones when you're 18. That's, that's when I stopped going to them. The one that comes to mind is one time we're at this club called Lucky Thursdays, right? It's at this venue called Billboards. People in Melbourne will know it. And, dude, I was 
like really hammered because we used to take out like $30 cash. This might seem crazy and I feel like an old man now and I'm not old by the way, I'm 24. Um, I feel like an old man because you probably couldn't do this now. But back in my day, we used to take out like literally $40, $30 cash with us and have a sick night. It was $2.50 pots of beer and uh, $5 basics. So even if you were just drinking like spirits all night with what, $30 I'm really bad at maths. You could have six. I knew that, guys. Six drinks, right? But if you're having beers, you could have 12, right, with $30. So if you take $50 with you, you're balling at one of these clubs. And then you got enough money to catch the train home at 5 a.m. And that's what we used to do when we didn't all have a lot of money. So we used to, like, go out, spend all night out, and then catch the train home at 5 a.m., which was the first train in the morning. And one day, we were all really really fucking hammered. And then my mate found $50 on the floor at this nightclub. Now $50 when you're already pretty drunk goes, goes a long way when beers are $2.50 and vodka raspberries are like $4.50 or whatever they were at the time. Dude, we lined up the bar with vodka raspberries and I, all I remember is vomiting on the vet near my house. Then myself and then this is probably one of the most embarrassing things I've ever done, by the way. And I think I may have talked about this before on the podcast, but if I haven't, I uh, I passed out <laughs> on my front yard um, and my parents weren't home that weekend. They were away because it was like a long weekend or something. And I was so drunk that I couldn't get, <laughs> it was like, it's pathetic. Like it, I realized this was supposed to be a funny clubbing story. This sounds like I'm in an AA meeting. <laughs> Right now, and they're like, what was the turning point? When did you know that you needed help? <laughs> this makes it sound like I have such a drinking problem. This was when I was 18, by the way, and I didn't used to drink that much. And this is why. Because I used to get, like, be one of those people who used to get fucking obliterated because I didn't know how to drink. And I used to just end up, like, fucking paralyzed by the end of the night. And, yeah, it was really cold. It was, like, this time of year. And... I was so drunk I couldn't get my back gate open. So then I just sat down. I was like, I'll just sit down for five minutes. I'll calm down. Then I'll try the gate again. And then I woke up like three hours later, freezing cold. I reckon I was close on hypothermia and I found my way inside. And then my brother was like, did you come in at 7 a.m.? It's funny. I was like, no, I got home at like four or five, but I just, I just passed out and I couldn't get the gate open. And he's like, fuck, like he was in the house. He felt so bad, but he's like, damn. So yeah, that was probably the worst thing that's ever happened to me at a club. Um, dude, this really, it's not a place where funny things happen. It's just not like, I've, yeah, you got, you, there's funny things happen on the night, you know? Oh, my mate jumped in a bin. Like uh, one time my mate Simo, who people might know from Luke and Lewis, he was at one of these nightclubs dressed like Warwick Kappa after some dress up party. But he came after his dress up party um, no one else was dressed up. Everyone else was just like in jeans, like going out. And he just rocked up in eighties footy shorts, a wig, and just committed to being Warwick Kappa for the night. Was taking speckies over people on the dance floor. That was pretty good. But again, more of a, you had to be there kind of thing. So I would say, yeah, to answer your question, uh, I asked that, hang on, I've lost my phone. Um, that would be my best clubbing story. However, I wouldn't call it that funny. I would call it a cry for help. So that was from Emma. Um, and then I just, yeah, then we just like realized that going to bars and pubs is a lot more fun because you can actually talk to your friends instead of being like, what? 
well, I can't, the me, oh, and then you've got to wait for the drop. You know, it's like, you know, like, and that was when like Timmy Trump and she used to play this. So it was like, bass. And then if you wanted to say something, you'd have to wait for the bit where it's like, do you want a drink? Yeah. And you have to time your fucking conversations with the shitty beat. And then we were like, why are we doing this? Let's just go. Because the reason why I was going out with my friends is because I just wanted to hang out with friends. And they were like, why are we doing this? Blasting our, our ears with house and club music. And at the time it was like, um, what was the type of music called? Whatever, like Will Sparks is. Bounce? I don't know. Whatever. Um, but yeah, I'm not really into into clubbing, if you, pro- if you haven't already guessed. Uh, what's the grossest thing you've done in quarantine from holly um i didn't that again i feel like i shouldn't be reading these out because i don't have good answers uh nothing i didn't have a shower for like a day um and that's it what do you want me to say there holly really asking that question do you want me to be like guys i shat myself in bed Or, or even better guys i just shat myself now See, if I shut myself now, that would be good content for the show. Really good clickbait. I I shit myself, you know? And then it's like the thumbnails me like, <laughs> just even one out. No, I don't know. What gross things have you done, Holly? Now it makes me question, you know, am I being too clean? Should I be being gross? Should I not be showering every day? Um, now Meg keeps me in check, you know? I feel like I've become more of a slob for sure, you know? I put on a... Uh, chinos like like jeans or whatever the other day to go to the shops and um i was just like oh wow like these are so tight i'm like have these always been so tight and then i realized oh i've just been wearing trackies for two months straight every day which is just not good um so what ISO hairstyle are you going for? This is from Charlotte. Looks pretty bloody brilliant, mate. Keep up the good work. Um, I'm going for the uh, haven't got a haircut in um, two months kind of look and the probably not gonna for another month look. So that's kind of what style I'm going at. It's getting a little long, but not long enough for me to start caring yet. And if it does get too long, um, yeah, I was talking about last week, I think of the possibility of, I don't want to shave it because I did that in year 12, wasn't good. And I don't know, I don't trust Meg to cut it properly, but also don't trust her to cut it shit enough for a meme. So I'm just in this weird limbo phase at the moment where we'll probably just go to a hairdresser. I'll see. Um, okay. I'll actually get to a good one. This one I wanted to read out and, um, I received an email this week and I've never related to anything harder and then we'll do some uh, flex chat. So this one came in. Oh, it's anonymous. I'm not allowed to say the name because uh, the person wanted to be anonymous. But I don't think he thought I was going to read it. Or maybe he did. Maybe this is only relatable to me. Okay. And we're about to get real for a second. This one came in. Uh, it is a guy. He said, hey, Luke, first time emailer, long time listener. I love your comedy and it's been really helping me get through lockdown so far. So thank you for that. Hey, thank you very much, man. Thank you for watching it. Um, Before I start, please keep me anonymous if you read this on the podcast as some of my friends also listen. I wanted to ask you how you're coping so well with everything that's happening. 
You seem like you're... <laughs> Firstly, I couldn't read that with a straight face. <laughs> he clearly didn't hear last week's podcast. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I'm not coping at all. I don't know what you guys took away from last week's podcast, but me singing bread, bread, Severus bread, tumble jam, I don't think is a man who's coping well. That is another cry for help. That is me going, guys, ask me if I'm okay. <laughs> um, yeah, but no, I think I kind of get what you mean. Uh, he says, you seem like you are making the best of it and have thrown yourself into making content. I also work in a creative field and have been limited in what I can do from the restrictions. And to be honest, I don't know how to feel right now. That probably doesn't make sense, but I just feel lost. I'm not sad, but I'm not happy either. I don't want to complain though, as I know how lucky I am to still have a house to sleep in and to be healthy. Essentially, what I'm asking is, how have you not let this get to you? I'll answer it in a sec. Um, he said, I feel like a dick for complaining because my problems are small, but I'm constantly frustrated and I don't know why. I have a great job, but I've become very unproductive at home and find myself binge watching Netflix all day, waiting for this to be over. I've never had a problem in my life with productivity until now. And I never thought I'd be this guy sending your podcast, a miserable email bitching about my first world problems, but I guess this is the podcast to do it too. <laughs> Um, I guess I just wanted to ask you because you seem like you've got it all figured out. So I thought you might be able to help anyway, regards. And then he said his name. Let's just call him Jeff. Um, Jeff, dude, I read this email and I was like, bruh, <laughs> I've never related to anything harder. And the only thing he got wrong was I, and I feel like it's obvious. Maybe it's not. Maybe I'm. I don't try to give off an illusion that I've got it all figured out because I absolutely don't. Maybe it seems like I do, but dude, I feel like I'm the furthest away I've ever been from having it all figured out. I just don't. Oh, yeah, I guess maybe I have been not talking about it, but like, why would I? Because I this, the goal of this podcast is to entertain. And even though if I'm ever bitching about something on this podcast, it's 90% of the time for comedic, probably 95% of the time for comedic purposes, the purpose to entertain. I don't, I don't know, I, you know, like I care to a point and then I just think it's funny to complain about something or whatever. Um, dude, this, this bit where you said in the middle saying this hit me in the feels, man. And I think the reason why I decided to read it is because I think a lot of people will be like, that is exactly how I'm feeling. Maybe not. Maybe I just relate to this, but I feel like I related to it fucking hard, man. Not it, not the in the creative field thing. I'm talking to everybody. When he said, I just feel lost. I'm not sad, but I'm not happy. But I don't want to complain though, as I know how lucky I am. I was like, bro, that's like probably everyone right now. Because it's we're in a weird time where it's like, you can't, there's nothing to take it out on. It's no one's fault. Like all you can do it, and I've been doing it on the podcast is I, I end most of my discussions on this with, oh, because some fucking guy had a bat. Because <laughs> that's the only place to put your frustration on. Like, there's, it's no one's fault that this is happening. Of course, there's, you could blame, you know, the Chinese government for lying. And there's people that are. But in, 
when you really look at it, it's like, all right, well, this is happening whether you like it or not. There's no one to blame. So I totally get why people are frustrated and I feel exactly the same thing. Um, and I'm getting, getting unproductive, man. Like it's so hard and I don't know. I haven't been talking about this because I don't, why? It's a, it's a bummer, dude. That's why I don't talk about it. But uh, clearly there's people who relate to this. So I feel like I've never been struggling more in my life. Um, not for motivation. Like I want to make videos and, I'm, and I've been enjoying it, but the motivation's changed and that's something I've shifted. Essentially, and uh, this is why I didn't want to talk about it because I feel like I'm being a sook, is I real the good way of putting it is I real I didn't realize how good I had it until now. It was one of those shitty situations where I didn't realize how much, how awesome my fucking life was, truly. I was living the dream until it was taken away from me. And that sounds like I'm complaining because my life is still awesome. I still get to make YouTube videos. I get it. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying... It doesn't mean it's not okay to feel frustrated because you can. And that's an okay feeling. I feel, again, I'm really bad at articulating these things when I want to, when I'm on record. But the main, the main thing I've been feeling is I miss stand up so fucking much. I think about it every day. It was, I truly realized now it was one of the things in my life that made me truly happy. And I'm not sad either, but I'm just not as happy as I was. And that sounds so sad and miserable to admit. I don't want your sympathy. I'm still, I'm not depressed or anything. I, f- I feel fine. Um, yeah, it's just one of those things that it's really frustrating. And what used to motivate me to make YouTube videos was the end goal of, well, if I make these videos, people will laugh, like it, then come to my stand-up shows. Then I can do what I really love, which is hopefully annihilating for an hour and, doing what I actually am best at and love to do. That was always like, there was always this end goal of doing YouTube. Like never once, I wasn't that kid growing up, like I want to be a YouTuber. And now I feel like a YouTuber and I'm like, ugh, you know what I mean? Because that's all I do now. And I realized that's never what I wanted to do. That's why I was always open to radio and this is why I do the podcast. And it's like, I just want to be a comedian. And currently I can't, which is obviously frustrating. And all I can do is make the best of it, which I guess I've been trying to. I've been pretty consistent with this podcast. I only missed one week. Um, that's because a bunch of shit went down, which again, I was really frustrated and it was a bunch of financial stuff. So it was like, there's been financial stresses and uh, yeah, dude, I don't, I don't really know what to say other than all I wanted to say is I guess I don't have it all figured out and you're not the only one. I think that's the best I can say to uh to jeff the the guy who sent this in um i think a lot of people will be feeling like this at the moment and it sucks uh yeah i walk around some days sometimes i just don't feel like doing anything but i just force myself to because i'm like well there's still this distant end goal of like once this is all over i could have some great shows and that's the only thing keeping me going because i sure as fucking hell don't care about youtube i realize like, I don't, and I don't want people to interpret that like I don't care about my videos I make. I love my videos I make and I love making them. What I mean is I don't give a fuck about how many people watch them. I don't care about the subscribers. I don't, it's just like, no, I don't care about really building my channel. I just want to be a better comedian. Like I just want to do, <laughs> that sounds so lame. I just want to do what I love. Um, but yeah, that's it. I just want to have fun and uh, 
and I obviously love it when more people watch my videos and I would love to have a bigger channel, but it was never a goal of mine to like focus on the numbers. And now, I don't know, there's been a bunch of things. Like now I feel like I've been reading comment sections more and that's really bad, you know, because the internet's, a, no, no, I'm not even saying it's just bad. It's such a waste of time. You know, like I love uh, seeing how you guys are reacting. So I still read comment sections, but you know, obviously not everything's going to be like positive. And then that, that was always fine. I never, I still don't give a shit about negative feedback. Cause I'm just like, Oh, what a waste of life caring. But I used to always have that thing of like, I don't give a fuck what anyone thinks about online. Cause I got stand up and I, and I can only care what audiences think when I perform to them. But now I don't have that. So I'm like, Oh, what do people think online? And then when it's negative, I'm like, Oh fuck, people, you know, ugh. but obviously it's always 95% positive. Um, so yeah, that's how I'm feeling, man. I, I'm obviously frustrated as well. I feel like we're all in the same boat. I feel like that's pretty obvious. And you're not the only one that feels like, Ugh. like it's a constant feeling of like, if, that's how I'd summarize it. The best way to articulate this is, mm. <laughs> that's how I feel mm. all the time. <laughs> I just feel like I should be doing more, but I can't talk. And yeah. That's it. That's okay. I guess that's enough of that. I hope that helps. I don't think it does at all. But as long as you know that uh, I definitely don't have my shit together, I feel the same way. And I'm just trying to better myself. I've caught up on all the videos I wanted to catch up on, uh, like the Drunk Bachelor episodes. I've been making new content. I've been writing stand-up again every day. That's one thing that's been helping is actually doing the thing I love. It sucks that I can't try the jokes, but I've been trying some stuff um, just on like friends and stuff. I'll just call them like, oh, I wrote this beer. Do you reckon it's good? Um, so yeah, just doing little things like that every day. Uh, let's go back to the fun questions now because that got, that got too real, guys. And um, I don't like it when things get real. All right. I like to live in the fantasy world of um, uh, not my problems. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm a man, guys. You got a fucking, you got a feeling. Push it down. Suppress it. All right. Don't cry. By the way, that was a joke. You should always talk about your feelings. Just maybe not publicly on a podcast, which why I don't, which why I avoid it. Um, Jamie said, "Would love to see some Star Wars chat, bro. Maybe, well, maybe elaborate in an email if you hear this. Um, what do you want to know about Star Wars? I fucking love Star Wars, dude. It's a great, you know. I've been playing Battlefront two a lot lately. Um, I think Rogue One. I don't know what you want to know about it, man. I think Rogue One is one of the better Star Wars films. All right, fight me. Okay, it's the best one Disney have released. And uh, I would say it's on par with some of the originals. It's a great film. Um, yeah, anyway. Uh, Reese wants me to do a full one-hour weed wall, uh, weed wall tell-all. Nothing else we want to hear about this weed wall, man. He said, wow. Dude, I didn't know I had such big... Uh, uh, weed fans. Oh, I will give a quick update and then we'll move on to the flex chat to end the podcast. But yeah, just with the weed war guys, I have successfully squashed the weeds in, in 70% of my backyard, 30% during the week. Uh, we had an airstrike by the way, which was really cool. Uh, from mother nature called it in. I was like, Hey, can you help me out? And, uh, we got some hail in the backyard, which has fucking pelted those weeds. Just put them down to where they belong, which is in the dirt, not in my backyard, right? So they got pelted on by some hail, but obviously that means rain. And after the rain, 
30% of my backyard have has sprouted some more growth. So I need to go back in there and have another, I guess, another battle, another big day in the garden. But I would say I still got the upper hand in the fighting. It's no cause for distress, and I'm on top of it. And also, uh, this is what I want to say. My weed war is no longer, now that my threat level obviously is down to low to moderate, uh, I wanted to shine a light on another weed war, which is actually happening right now. And massive shout out to CamMac17 on Instagram. Uh, he said, just moved into my first place today and I've been welcomed with the weed war to end them all. And he sent me some pics and God damn, Cam, you look like you're in for the fight of your life. Like I, I'll ask him his permission if, if I can post them on the memoirs of Waika Instagram, but... Dude, you got to check this backyard I'm I'm looking at, man. It is. This guy, I thought I had it bad. Here I am complaining about my fucking weeds. And this guy, his backyard is only weeds. All I can see is fence, weeds, house. So Cam, just want you to know that you have the absolute full support of not only me, but uh, this podcast community as well. And I would love you to keep us updated in your exploits out there, okay? Because... This is what a war is. The weed war is not just in my backyard, guys. That's where one battle is taking place. The weed war is happening all around the world on weeds. And all you've got to do is fucking start the start fighting back. Because weeds are just overrunning everything. Uh, so, yeah, man. Cam, stay strong, brother. Um, good luck out there. And remember, make it rain on those motherfuckers. All right? You, you know what to do, okay? I've given a blueprint. I've had to win these types of battles on this podcast. Listen to that episode, analyze my strategy. Not only that, analyze my uh, demeanor, my attitude, my my energy, you know, my vibe. Analyze the vibe, you know, and go out there. And if you can even slightly emulate some of that determination that I had fighting my own weed war, I think you'll be in with a real good shot. But keep us updated, bro. And um, yeah. They shall not grow. Woohoo! Um, I'll wrap it up soon, guys, because I've been gone for a while. But I will wrap it up with some flex chats. Flex chat is a segment that we do from time to time on this podcast, where we celebrate the little wins, we celebrate the big wins. Not often in life do you ever get a chance to just flex on them, which sucks. You never like people call you out. Tall poppy syndrome in Australia is a big thing. Not often do you get a chance to just be like yes. I fucking won an award. And everyone goes, oh, big man, won an award. We don't do that on this podcast, okay? We celebrate people's victories, uh, no matter how big or small. And uh, so you can send a flex chat anytime. Just uh, write flex in the subject. It's luke.kidgel at gmail.com if you want to uh, send in your flex chat or any other correspondence with the show. Um, this one, uh, by the way, this was these first few are from early April. They got sent in a while back. So I hope I haven't read them already. I don't think I have. Uh, this one's from Jack. Hey Luke. Uh, it's called, he, he said, I also, oh no, he goes, I ate two boxes of Savoy's in a day. Pretty huge, pretty huge flex. I know. And I also watched the ads on your podcast last week, giving you that bread money. Appreciate it, Jack. And, um, man, massive flex. Good, good stuff, man. Fucking nothing but net dude. Hitting that switch. Swish, swish, swish. Good stuff, bro. 
Um, I'm saying Brawler, man. I've turned into like this alpha jock dude that I hate. Um, I don't want to flex on you in flex chat, but once I ate four packets of Savoy's in a day, although we'll try and eat 40, so we fell very short, but uh, gets very salty, very dry. They're like Jets, by the way, if you don't know what Savoy's are, but uh, if you like Jets more. Oh, you know what was fucking uncalled for? You know what really set me off during the week? Fuck it. We're doing a long podcast now because this pissed me off. Frenchie sends me an unsolicited text during the week. He's an Australian comedian, by the way. Just just sends me two. Okay. I've got to calm down. Like, just focus. He sends me a picture of a packet of Savoy's and a packet of Jets and says, Jets are so much better. It's not even close. I was having a great night. Just hanging out, doing some leisurely activities that I love. You know, I was playing some. I was playing some Battlefront actually with my friend, and then I just that text comes through, and I was like, "Well, that's fucking ruined my day." I'm a proud Savoy boy. That will never change. But don't come at me like I just knew he was trying to make me angry. So I send back. Wow, working on some new stand-up, I see. Not bad. Definitely an edgy take, but usually the best comedy has some truth behind it, so you might want to rework that premise because I cannot even suggest that that wasn't a joke. In my head, I'm like, he must be kidding. That's some new gear. It's not his best work, but whatever. It must be some stand-up. And he said, lol, I'll keep it in the open mic rooms from now. Some of our supermarkets have started stocking Savoy's instead of Jats, though, and it's an outrage. Hey Frenchie, I, you know you know I love you and appreciate you. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. I I like your comedy. I like you as a person. I like our friendship. But your hot take there on Jats, to quote Meg in my latest video, is not okay. It's not okay. And I'm happy to start a beef. All right, and I'll go to fucking. I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, but yeah, I'm not happy. And someone send this to Frenchie. I want him to know. I'm fucking really not happy with him. Um, yeah. I don't know what to say. I'm out. I, I, I literally, I, I, I was disgusted. You know, when you thought you knew someone and then you're like, oh, I don't know anything about you and you're a stranger to me now. That's what happened. So, yep. Get better, Frenchie. Just improve. That's it. That's all I ask of you, man. Improve as a person. <laughs> I love Frenchie. <laughs> okay, we're joking. Um, I'm not joking about the Savoy's. I'm deadly serious about that. I, he's a very, very good friend, but also <laughs> improve, get better. Um, this one comes in. This flex chat comes from, from Ambjit. I don't know. That's not a name. Um I, they said, I balanced my broom the right side up and then I tripped over it. So that, well, hang on. That started out as a flex. So I balanced my broom the right side up. Oh, there we go. Boom. Nothing but net. Is that impressive? The right side up. What's the right side of a broom? Can someone please inform me what the right side of a broom is? Whatever. This podcast has gone for too long. I need to end it. Um, then I tripped over it. So that started off as a as a flex, right? You did a good broom balance and then you tripped over it. So that's more of a flex fail, um, half flex, half fail. Look, not a bad one. Um, probably should have prepared more. Again, 
Um, I make no apologies. I'm unprepared. Um, Alex sent in uh, this one. He said, hey, mate, it's Alex here, and I bring you some fine flex chat. Oh, no, just some flex chat. I can't read. I work as an essential worker at a supermarket, and this means I rank higher than the mere mortals who don't work at my supermarket as I get to skip the massive line and enter the store. Call me the man. Alex, you are the man. Good stuff, dude. Live living that nothing but net lifestyle. It's great to see. Um, by the way, I think that email was sent in when there was longer queues at the supermarket than they are now. And uh, this one, this final one uh, that I'm going to read, came in from Adrian. By the way, feel free to send yours in. Um, pubs and clubs open in the uh, in the Northern Territory on the 15th of May. So I'll be at my local sinking ice cold VB and yelling about the weed war. Cheers, the Poison Master. Oh, this is obviously Adrian, the Poison Master, of course. Um, this is the guy who helped me uh, win the weed war. So mad respect. So that's a double flex, dude. Not only will you be uh, obviously telling the masses at your local, which you said about your triumphs in helping someone win their battle of the weed war, which is nothing better than a war story at a pub, I tell you that much. Uh, but, dude, why are Northern Territory reopening their places? They just, It's like they want to get it. They're like, fuck, everyone else has heaps more cases. When it? We can't lose it everything. Um, Northern Territory is so loose, dude. Well, enjoy, mate. That is a good flex until you get the virus, and then, then, then you might. That might be like the other one. It might start off as a flex, and then you might go down as a fail when you end up dying in a hospital bed and killing all your loved ones. But, uh, but also, Adrian, appreciate it, brother. Thanks for listening, and um, great flex, ladies and gentlemen. That is the end of the podcast. Thank you all very much for listening. We got a little bit real in the middle there, and um, yeah, I just. I hope you're all uh, doing okay. And um, yeah, it's okay to be frustrated because everyone is. And that's fun. And and this, it, look, um, don't complain too much. You're right. We all need to acknowledge that we are in the first world and this has affected everyone. But uh, it's also okay to, you know, fucking hate your life a little bit right now. <laughs> what a negative way to end it. Oh, well, guys, hope you have a good week and I'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Woo!